Yes, that's it. He calls us out from the grave to live like we have been changed and to be responsible for the words that we say. The words that we say, the Bible says, the words are words, are life or death. What do you think about that, Ruthie? Absolutely. What is to say? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You got that right. Yes, yes. So what are we going to learn? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about our words. We're going to talk about all kinds of good stuff. What do you have for our listeners to hear about when we talk about words? Well, we need to, st uh, we need to go a little farther back because what we say affects us and our children, but what can over us unknowingly uh, by parents, by grandparents, by other people, um, you know, we, we can call it non-deliberate word curses, but those affect us, uh, not only us, but our children as well, down through the generations. Really? So even we, if it's not, even if it's something that I didn't say myself, you mean absolutely. I can still be affected by it? Absolutely. Let me give you an example. Um, I have always struggled with a uh, spirit of rejection. For years and years and years, I struggled. And I couldn't understand why I always felt less than and I had to really work at um, being the kind of person that I guess uh, people thought I should be. Hmm. Okay. So when, when I started understanding about words, I remember what my mother said to me. She said, you know, your little brother was just a was like nine months old, not quite a year old, uh, when she got pregnant with me. And she kept mm -hmm. saying, I don't want this baby. I cannot have another baby because I have a baby and I can I cannot have two babies. Wow. I really this baby. But, you know, I was born, she was loving. She, I know she loved me unconditionally. Mm -hmm. But the words had, had, that had been spoken over me during her pregnancy affected wow. me for years and years and years until I began to understand what it was. Wow. It was a rejection because of words that she spoke over me that I then had to break off of myself. Really? You had to break them off of yourself? I, wow. I had to break them, yeah. I had to come against those words and and rebuke them and bind them and cast them away from me in order to be able to walk in in spiritual authority. Because, you know, when there are things that are spoken over you, um, your, your, it gets into your spirit mm. and be, begin to manifest what has been spoken over you. So it's kind of like... Um, you know, peop uh, people will say to their kids, why can't you be like your brother? You know, he's diligent, he works hard, you're just lazy. What? You know, you're just like your father. You know, your father is this, that, and the other, and you just like your father. No wonder you can't do anything properly. You know, and they, they say that, hoping to encourage the children, but what they're really doing is, damaging your spirit wow but i mean do these do, do people really realize though that 
we're made in God's image. And when Jesus spoke, things happened and, and we were made in God's image. And so when we speak, things happen. So do people really realize this though? I don't think so. Because a lot of people, like they'll go shopping and they'll say, oh, I'm going to shop till I drop. Oh, wow. Or, you know, um, you know, somebody goes, they they acting and they say, oh, you're going on stage, break a leg. <laughs> but I thought that was just joking. I mean, really? That, that really? That's power? But the thing is that joking is considered duplicitous speech, perverse speech. Oh, wow. Uh, Pro Proverbs 11 verse 3 talks about uh, perverse speech. Like, um, man, my feet are really killing me. Are your feet really killing you? Are you dying because of your feet? No. It's an expression. But when, when you say things like that, your body doesn't understand that you don't really mean it. Oh, you really wow. mean the opposite. You know, mm -hmm. there was a, there's a story that's told that, that I read in a book. I think it was Charles Capps who wrote the story about a lady who had a fever. And her fever couldn't, she couldn't break the fever. She couldn't understand what it was. She went to the doctor. They couldn't find anything wrong with her. There was nothing physically wrong with her that she would have to have a fever. No viruses, no bacteria, but she had this fever. No medication would break it. And then as she started listening, she realized she had been saying, anytime somebody got her upset, she'd say, that really burns me up. Oh, wow. You got to be kidding. Wow. And, and so what was happening, her body was saying, oh, we're supposed to burn her up. And so the minute she broke those words, she rebuked those words, and she broke that curse that she had put on herself off of her, the fever went away. That's amazing. The Bible doesn't joke, does it? The Bible is serious. No, it doesn't. You know, and we say we say things like, "Man, that's a real bad car." We don't mean that it's a bad car. We really mean that's a really nice car. That's a great car. Mm -hmm. But we use the opposite because of maybe the society we live in to express ourselves. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking about that. Where do we get these sayings from? Who made these sayings up anyways? And why are we so willing just to repeat what the norm is or what everybody says around us without even realizing the effect that it's having on us, on our bodies, on our children, on our generations? I think it's a demonic thing, you know, because Satan wants us to die. He wants us to die and not live. Right. You know, right. And and so I guess it's things that have been passed down from one person to another because different cultures, I guess, have different kinds of word curses like that. OK. You know, but but I'm I'm just looking at this. You know, I said life and death in the power of the tongue. That's in Proverbs 18 verse 21. Mm hmm. But then in Proverbs 13, it says the 
fruit of our lips, from the fruit of our lips, we will enjoy good things. Wow. So if your fruit is rotten because your feet are killing you, what are you going to get? Feet. More that are ki- More <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? Feet that are killing you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And then you can you can't understand why your feet hurt all the time, even when you're sitting down and putting your feet up. Right, right, right. You know, so I think we need to be careful. Um, and like like David says in Psalms 141 verse 3, set a guard over my mouth. Oh, okay. You know, and when you think about it, a guard is only put... if to keep folks out, mm, right? Right, like a gate almost. Yeah, when there's a guard at the, say you're trying to go in somewhere and there's a guard standing there and he wants to know who are you mm-hmm. and why do you have permission to go in here? Mm-hmm. So a guard is set, is only needed when there's a threat of invasion. Right. So... The enemy is trying to invade us. Satan and his demonic hordes want to invade our minds so that whatever is in our minds is coming out of our mouth. And whatever comes out of our mouth is going to become our reality. What about people who speak words like, I'm always broke, or I can never pay my bills, or I'll never be able to you know, do that or do this? What about people who, who who speak limitations on their lives? Do they realize they're doing that? Well, you know, I'm looking at this and Matthew 18 talks about if two agree on anything, okay, it will be established, you know, two agree on anything on earth, um, they will have what they say because it's a prayer of agreement. Okay, right. If, if they agreeing with somebody about, or they maybe they're not even agreeing with anything, they just saying, oh, I'm always broke. I can never have enough money till the end of the month. Satan or one of his demons is going to agree with them. Wow. Because it says if two agree, and if, if you by yourself and you're saying that, he said, okay, I'm going to agree with you. And then if there's an agreement, they will have what they agree about. It does not actually give him permission, the enemy permission to make it so in your life. Exactly. Because you have, you've given him permission by speaking it out of your mouth. Because, you know, we have to understand that we live on a word planet. Okay. You know, and so um, whatever whatever is, the trees, the ground, the, the water has become because of words that were spoken. God said, you know, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a permanent. God said, he said with his words, Things, things came into being. Right. So we, we live on a word planet, and we have been told that we were created in his image after his likeness. Mm, mm-hmm. 
So if I want to be like my earthly father, I'm going to walk like him. I'm going to do the kind of things he does. And people will say, oh, yeah, she's just like her father. Because they know who my father is and they know how he operates. Woo! So if you look at the spiritual realm and I want to operate like my heavenly father, I have to do what he says. So if he says um, that I am blessed and highly favored, like it says in Psalms, if he says he will cover me with favor like a shield, I'm going to agree with him and I'm going to speak that over myself. Yes. Because it's a word planet, our words will, will take effect and manifest those things that we say. Because we created in his image. And so if people look back on the, the way they operate every day and look back on their lives and look at what has happened, what have they said, what has happened, then they will see that, that everything that they have spoken has become a reality. You know. That's so powerful. I mean, and, and we're not even going to get into faith tonight because that's a totally different teaching. And, and, and right. we're, we're going to talk about faith. But in, a, in, a, in essence, people are speaking things. They, they the, the word of God is coming to pass without folks who, who don't even believe in the word. But they're speaking these things and it's coming to pass. His principles are still happening. Isn't that amazing? Exactly. But when you have faith and believe, then when you're speaking life, it's even more powerful. Right. And people who, who speak evil and they believe it because it's a law. Faith is a law. And because it's a law, it has to do what you say. Right. You know, so if I say I don't believe in the law of gravity anymore, I'm a, I'm a step off the roof. And what's going to happen to me? I'm a fool because it's the law of gravity, whether I believe it or not. <laughs> it's, going, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And so we have to be, we have to be really careful, you know, what we say. I mean, just think about it. These hurricanes that have been coming, people keep saying, oh, yeah, the hurricane, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's going to be a category four. It's going to be a category five. The winds are going to be this and it's going to go here. And so the hurricane is saying, okay, they just told me where to go. You, you know, I'm just, out, I'm just out there spinning in the ocean, but I'm listening. The hurricane is listening to the weather people and the weather people saying, it's going to Tampa. It's going to South Florida. This hurricane is getting stronger and stronger. And if you look at the if you look at the way the winds are and you look at the low pressure and the high pressure, this is what's going to happen. And so that's exactly what happens. Oh, that is such a good point. I just have to talk about that because that's so real and live what happened here in Florida. And in the pandemonium, Ruthie, with the hurricane, I've never seen the news media be so zealous and almost giddy over uh, a natural disaster that the enemy was using to destroy this state, but they were happy about it. And it was causing panic. It was, I mean, like I've never seen people getting gas running to other states only to get caught up in traffic. But 
the words that were spoken every time when I heard it, I had to speak the opposite. I had to speak against right. it because everybody was repeating, this is going to be the worst hurricane in history that Florida's ever seen. And I'm like, in Jesus' name, no, it's yeah. not. Praise the Lord. Good for you. And there was a lot of people. It wasn't just me. There was a lot of people, God-fearing people, who, who had faith, who were speaking the opposite route that we had to for our lives. We had to. So basically what you were doing was, was operating according to Mark 11. You Mark 11, 22 to 25. You speaking to the mountain. The mountain in this situation was the hurricane. Right. Because Mark 11 says, speak to the mountain and tell it where to go. Tell it to cast itself into the sea. <laughs> tell it to move and it'll move. So you told the hurricane it couldn't couldn't come where you were. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. So what we have to think about is who's controlling your mouth? Ooh, that's a really good I mean, question. Think, think about that. Who is controlling your mouth? You know, and you know, as women, we talk a whole lot more than men. That's true. <laughs> you know, because that's just how we wired. You know, we when you look at um, the development of speech in children, mm -hmm. little boys make a lot of sounds. You know, like a cough and stuff like that. Whereas the little girls, they start talking. They start talking words. They're not making sounds and and um, that kind of thing, you know. So by the time they four years old, the girls have a good handle on language. So I think we need to be real cognizant about helping these little girls say the right thing, speak life over themselves. You know what I'm saying? That is an excellent point. That is. That is an excellent point. So what what should we be speaking? How, how should we speak? What's our responsibility as human beings on this planet? And especially those who love Jesus, and we're looking forward to his second coming. What's our responsibility when it comes to speaking? Well, um, you know, I'm looking at the promises in the Bible. And it's because uh, we, we should speak what we believe. We should speak what we want to happen over ourselves. Okay. Okay. So um, I had a situation where I used to suffer terribly from migraines. And I, um, I used to carry Tylenol in my purse because I knew if I ate some chocolate, I was going to have a migraine. I mean, it was just, it was a given. I didn't even speak it. I just knew. And so I, I, I love chocolate. So I ate the chocolate and I take a Tylenol right behind it. So one day my pastor said, you know, you, can, you need to speak to your body. You don't need to suffer from this, that, and the other. And you can talk to your body and tell it what to do. So that night I went, we went back home from Bible study and sure enough, here came the migraine. And I thought about it. I said, now my pastor said, I can speak to my head. 
I can speak to this migraine and I can tell it what to do. So I did. I said, you migraine, you are illegal in my body. I was not created to have migraines. You need to get out right now in Jesus' name. And do you know it was immediately gone? It was gone. Hallelujah. Amen. That migraine was gone. Well, about two or three weeks later, it tried to come back. And I said, oh, you're trying to come back. Didn't I tell you? You needed to leave and never come back. You need to be gone and never come back. And every and that's been that's been about eight, ten years, about ten years ago. Awesome. But yeah, this is for the ladies out there who you know you you see them and they got their own personal summer. Yes. You need to talk to that because that's what I did. I used to say, oh, I'll be so happy when menopause comes. I won't ever be cold again. And that first hot flash that came, I said, oh, no, you are part of the curse of the law. This curse was put on Eve, but the curse was broken at the cross. And so you are part of that curse. And I, I am telling you to leave my body right now and never come back. Wait a minute. Are you saying, and I know this is this segment isn't about health and healing and all of that good stuff. No, we can get more depth, but you're telling me that we can talk to our body over health issues and things? You mean we can speak to our body? Nina, I have not never had a hot flash. That's incredible. None. That one time when he tried to come. I took authority of that because my words have to, my body has to listen to what I'm telling it. And so I, uh, I, I told it, it was part of the curse on Eve, but that curse was broken. Amen. And, but Jesus. and so I gave, I, so I gave it the reasons why it couldn't come back. Oh, wow. Really getting in depth there. Yeah. And so. It left and it never came back. Praise the Lord. And so I'm telling this for any of my sisters that are out there that are dealing with their own personal summers. It's time to take authority of this thing. We do not need to suffer the consequences of sin because of anything that has been spoken or done. It's time to reverse it. And we can reverse it with our words. So that puts a lot of responsibility then on us when we look at our generations in terms of, you know, the, the children, the families, the people coming after us. What, what does that mean? Right. Well, we need to be speaking uh, life and health and blessings into, into our children and grandchildren and anybody who comes, comes after us. You know, in the morning when you wake up, speak blessings over your children. Speak blessing over your spouse, over your family. Speak speak health and healing. Speak protection. Amen. You know, and then, you know, I was looking at this um, situation in, in Florida, in Miami. Yes. With a bridge, there was a bridge that collapsed. Yes. There was a young, young man who they interviewed. 
and they were right under the bridge. The bridge came down on the car, right on top of the car. And he said, I knew I was going to die. I don't know how I got out. Now, this young man got out without a scratch. You hear me? Wow. And so I'm saying, I said to, I said to my husband, I said, you know why he came out without a scratch? Because somebody prayed over him, prayed protection over him in the morning. Um, he may have known it. He may not have known it. It doesn't matter. But somebody prayed protection over him. And here he came out, and the driver of the car did not. Wow. You know, and so I'm saying what we speak over our kids, over our spouse, over our friends, over our acquaintances, over our um, work colleagues is going to have a powerful effect. That's, the, so we, that's exactly what I was going to say when you say work colleagues situation and and what about Ruthie when we're in a situation when we're just not happy and we want to grumble and complain well if you're going to grumble and complain you will continue to be unhappy so what you do you play some praise music to lift your spirits when you're on your way to work and start speaking blessings over your colleagues blessings over your boss mm. Speak. Even if I don't, even if the person doesn't like their boss, that's right. Even if you don't like your boss, speak blessings over that person. Speak um, restoration, you know, because you don't know what your boss is going through. Maybe they're giving you a hard time because they're going through their own personal um, dramas, mm -hmm. you know. And so, if we start speaking positive over them you know it doesn't even have to be they don't have to know what we're speaking over them we can just speak good pleasant things we speak prosperity we speak health we speak healing we speak um anything that's good and kind and we speak patience over them if they've been um distraught you know, all those fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, self-control. We, if we start speaking that, I think we will see a major, major difference in the workplace. So are you talking about speaking, pause, speaking, speaking the word of life, really the word of truth, even to... Uh, uh, the word of truth that can change an environment like what if what if you're in a marriage where the um, the marriage is it, it's 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 just not it's not going in a good place and there's constant arguing or or what if you're in a situation where you're not getting along well with your children or um, you know those kind of environments and there's just always chaos or confusion and and everything, and, and there's wanting, you know, it seems like the other person wants you to argue, wants you to fight. Do you mean that if we speak positive, or if I speak like the word of life in that situation, that it can actually change the environment? Oh, absolutely. Um, let me give you a for instance. 
was a lady that I worked with, and she had a she just had a a rough marriage situation. Been married for close to forty years. Husband was not involved in raising the kids, not involved in the upkeep of the house, never brought money home, all that kind of thing. And so I said to her, "You know what? Every morning when we come to work, let's pray Ephesians over him." So we took Ephesians one from verse fifteen uh, to twenty-three. And every time we saw the word you or your, we put his name in there. So every day we, we would speak this and then she'd go home. She'd be speaking this over him. So say, say his name is John. Okay. Just, just so for instance. So it kind of goes like this from Ephesians 1.15. For this reason, ever since I heard about John's faith in the Lord Jesus, and John's love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for John. You know, kind of goes like that. Uh-huh. And within two weeks, he started, he made a turnaround. He started bringing stuff home. He, 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 never, brought, he never bought any kind of food or anything for almost 40 years. He brought home a six pan of Coca-Cola. And she was through the roof she said man he brought this home now to us it's not a big deal you know six pan of coke what is that but anyway within another week she said he came home with bags of salad and dressing and all the fixings for salad because he knew she liked salad but by the end of the school well by the end of the quin you know the nine week period mm-hmm he was coming home. Sometimes he'd give her his whole paycheck. Other times he would just take the bills and go pay all the bills. All because she was speaking the word over him. The exact word that, that, that's in Ephesians. But just replacing the you with his name. Wow. So when we want to turn things around that's what we need to do we need to or find a promise yes and 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 speak that promise if it's for yourself or for a spouse if it's for a child speak that over them speak that promise over them and then then we'll be able to see a turnaround i mean and what did what did god say his word would never come back empty Yes. His word that it sent out will never come back empty, but will establish everything to which it is sent and prosper in what it is sent to do. So if we stand on that promise and we claim that promise and then speak Ephesians over our spouse, our co-worker, our child, whoever, we can rest assured that it's going to prosper in that. So if I'm saying that that um, this person is thankful, that they're happy, that they have self-control, then that's exactly what they're going to have because that's what the word says. Oh, that's awesome. What about finances for people who who are who, who need finances? What about that? Well, you just say, you speak to your bank account. Every morning when you when you wake up, you say, 
bank account, wherever your bank is, you will never be empty. You know, if you look at Deuteronomy 28, it's, it says, if we will be careful to obey all that God has told us, then all the blessings that he has given us will be ours. Okay, so it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands that I give you, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations. And it, it continues to say you'll be blessed in the country, you'll be blessed in the field, your basket, your kneading bowl will be blessed. And Hallelujah. Since, since you don't have, most of us don't bake and you don't have a basket and a kneading bowl, you don't have... Um, flocks and and um, and cattle and herds right but you do have a bank account amen you you can put that bank account in place of the 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 cattle and the the herds and the lambs of the flock You, you can say um i thank you father that my land is blessed that my children are blessed that my bank account is blessed that i'm that i'm it is always full and never empty. I thank you, Father, that it says your basket and your kneading trough, that my pantry is always fully stocked, that there is no lack of food in this house, that the refrigerator is never empty, that the electricity is always paid, that there is always water. You know, so you take Deuteronomy 28 and turn it turn it into our lifestyle instead of flocks and herds and and um you know livestock and calves and and lambs we have you have a car so right you don't have a camel but you have a car so you speak to your car when you get in your car every day you tell your car i'm so glad you are such a good car you always take me where i need to go you never break down now, people might think it's crazy, but I have a friend who used to do that. And, you know, she, he, well, he, he never had a breakdown with his car. Never, ever. That's awesome. I love that. He gave his, that is he gave his awesome. name. And so you talk to his car. I thank you. You are such a great car. I just love you. You know, and he would talk to the car. He'd get <laughs> and he'd talk to the car. And, you know, he never had problems with that car. So, you know, it seems crazy to talk to inanimate things. But like we said at the beginning, we live on a word planet. God's yes. book. And all, everything that the car is made out of came out of the ground. Right? Right. So God spoke to the ground to produce and so the metals that came out of the ground were spoken they were created because of words so if we speak to uh, what we what we have then we will always have what we say what about our health what what types of things should we be speaking about we talked about it a little bit before but you got a bible verse or something that can that can help us speak the word of life for our health? Uh, let me see. Um, I know life and health is in the uh, in the power of the tongue. 
life and death is in the power of the tongue. But I know in Psalms, I may have to find it. In Psalms, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of verses that that talk about um, how. Oh, yeah, you go. Psalms one o seven. It says he sent he sent forth his word and healed them. So mm -hmm. what I'm so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, Lord, your word says that I am healed. Amen. You know, in Isaiah it says his stripes were for our healing. You know, he was bruised, he was beaten, but his stripes were for our healing. And so yes. I'm gonna say. I thank you, Father, that the stripes that Jesus took were for my healing, and I will not, I will not be sick. So Isaiah 53, it says he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. So I'm going to claim that. I'm going to claim that by his wounds I am healed. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Whatever God, oh, that's whatever Jesus took on before he went to the cross, because the blood that was shed was for our salvation. But the punishment that his body took was for my healing. Amen. So, so cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, whatever, he, whatever sickness or disease we can claim this it says by his wounds we are healed in in 1 peter 2 24 it says by his wounds we were healed which means that um it happened two thousand years ago that's right you know and so what what we have to do is, yeah, go to the doctor and find out what the doctor's diagnosis is. And then take that diagnosis and say, okay, this is what the facts say. The fact is, according to the doctor, that my blood pressure is such and such. But the truth is, the word says, I've already been healed 2,000 years ago. I was healed. And so what I have to do is claim that healing. Don't discount. Don't say, well, what the doctor said was lying. I'm not going to say that. But what I am going to say is the doctor said this, but this is what God has said about me. Amen. I love that. I think that is so powerful. I think we have, we have Christians, we, got to, we have to realize our power through our words right but i want to i want to ask you this thing because i think it's really important when we're talking about our words and we did touch on it a little bit when we were talking about the, the hurricane but that was more kind of about our environment but what about this fear thing you know there's so many things that are happening on this planet and so many people are speaking fear there's they're 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 they're, they're how do we protect ourselves in this day and age with our words when so many people are fearful when we see so many things happening what what do we do how do we utilize our words 
during this day and age? How do we speak life to uh, it to this environment? Well, I think we what we need to do is find find the promises in the Bible and take them and kind of put them together and write a promise over ourselves. I will not have the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. You know, awesome. Uh, that's from Second Timothy seven, uh, one verse seven. God did not give me a spirit of timidity, but a power and of love and a sound mind and self-discipline and a sound mind. God has not given me a spirit of fear. So when something happens and it seems like everything is coming crashing down, I'm going to say, okay, God, you did not give me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You didn't, and I'm going to repeat that over and over to myself until it is in my spirit. Yes. It's right inside of me, and I believe it, and I believe it. It doesn't matter what I'm seeing, but I believe it. I do not have a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And then you just thank him. Father, I thank you that I do not have a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And then what you have to do is, is say, this is a weapon that's formed against me. And this weapon that's formed against me will not prosper. And I'm going to speak against it. You know, because if it's if it's a uh, okay uh, diagnosis from the doctor, okay, the doctor says, uh, "I am so sorry to tell you, but you have breast cancer," and we're gonna have to do this, that, and other. Immediately, fear will try to come in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Immediately, and so mm-hmm. you have to take authority over that, and you have to say. I do not have a spirit of fear, power and love and a sound mind. And my mind is renewed to the mind of Christ. I do not have a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. My mind is renewed to the mind of Christ. And you keep saying that in the car while you crying your eyes out because of what the doctor said. And you driving home crying your little eyes out, but you keep saying, I do not have a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. My mind is renewed to the mind of Christ. By the time you get home, your spirit should be calm because mm. you know that his word isn't going to come back empty. Amen. You know, because he promised. That's a promise. And God cannot lie. Hallelujah. If he says the sky is purple, the sky will turn purple. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because, you know. I got Whatever he says will become. And so if he said, I do not have to have a spirit of fear, I'm going to repeat that over and over and over to myself until it's in way down in my spirit. And then what happens is fear has to go because I have power, love, and a sound mind. And I love what you said, Ruthie, in that, when you repeat these words at first, you're saying that we may repeat it. We may not believe it necessarily when we first repeat it, but the word of God is so powerful. It doesn't return void. And so we keep repeating it and as we repeat and say, right. It begins to align in our spirit. Right. Right. 
But the important thing is to get into the word, into the Bible, to find out what can I get out of there that I can, you know, get yourself a journal, write it, write it down so that when something comes up, you can say, okay, this is what I did the last time. And this is what I spoke over myself. And now I know that anything I ask the Father in Jesus' name will do for me. And so I'm saying, Father, you said you will give me a spirit of fear, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And the spirit of fear is gone because you didn't give. This is not from you. This spirit of fear is not from you. That's right. But what is from you is power, love, and a sound mind. And so I'm going and I'm saying, according to John 15, um, I can ask in the Father anything. Whatever we ask, the Father in Jesus' name is going gonna, gonna to give for us. So I'm saying, Father, I thank you that you did not give me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. My mind is renewed to the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I do not have a spirit of fear. In Jesus' name, I do not have a spirit of fear. And people might think you're crazy, but guess what? You will not have a spirit of fear after you all is all said and done. And they will, you know what I mean? Because they're not saying it, and you are. Right. Let the fruit show, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's just powerful. I mean, this has just been um, an awesome session that we've had about words. And and I know there'll probably be some questions about it. We want to give our listeners an opportunity. If you have questions that you want to talk to Ruthie more about, myself, you can always email us at godswow at godswow.com. So it's godswow at godswow.com. We're receiving emails. We can, you can talk to us. Uh, maybe you have specific circumstances you want to talk to us about where we can help you get some scripture. Oh, we yeah. can pray. We can pray for you and, uh, and continue to, <clears throat> to work with you. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you know what? We, we've got to lift each other up. You know, when you, when you're there by yourself in the doctor's office, it's easy for the enemy to come and agree and say, oh, yeah, you're going to die. But you know what? If you've got people that you can reach out to and say, hey, this is what the doctor has said. This is what the mechanic said. This is what came in the mail. Can you agree with me that we're going to defeat this thing? And we can stand together. Because there's power in numbers. Like we said before, one can put a thousand to flight. Right, Nina? And, oh, yeah. And two can put? Two thousand, ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten thousand to flight. So it's time for us to start putting anything, any entity, any um, spirit that comes against us. Any anything like fear and trauma and and um, depression, it's time for us to put all of those to flight. So we'll stand with you. So reach out to us. 
Amen, amen, and amen, amen. We just love y'all. Yes, we do. And uh, listen to us. We will be back soon for our next episode. God bless. Amen.